This is a time for change. This is a time for awakening. This is a time for an unfolding of who you truly are. This is a time to evolve into the being you were meant to be. This is your time. Hello everyone, welcome to Men on Fire. My name is Mike Ren, a former mechanic and engineer turned transformational teacher. And each week I'll deliver an inspiring message to help you excavate those repressed inner negative feelings and install new thoughts that will finally allow you to truly become the person you were born to be. Welcome, 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 welcome to another episode of Men on Fire here on Soul Mechanic TV and Soul Mechanic Radio. Today I would love to speak to you about something so important. In fact, it's probably the most important thing in your life. And I've entitled this episode, Who Am I. And I don't mean just me. I mean you asking yourself, who am I? You know, and I believe that if we're actually honest with ourselves, that the most fascinating question we could ever ask or problem that we could ever ponder in the world is, who am I? And what do you mean? What do you feel? When you say the word I, when you ponder that and say, who am I? Or you even feel that, feel that emotion, the, the isness within inside. Who, who are you at that moment? And we're going to examine that. And let's say you look into a mirror and you see yourself and you say, oh, that's me. That's who I am. But... It was also you looking back at yourself when you were young, very young, teenage, 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s. Um, I was on the edge of my 60s and, uh, you know, I looked in the mirror and I go, I still feel the same inside other than having lived life experiences. It gives me memories in order to help discover who I am, and that's what many of us get stuck on. We get stuck thinking that all we are is our memories and things that we've we've uh, experienced through our lives, through our uh, parents, teachers, co-workers, peers, uh, friends, relatives, all that sort of thing comes together in a in a melting pot that makes us who we are. And of course, yes, in, in its essence, it is helping shape our personalities, but you are not your personality. That is exactly what we just talked about. An amalgamation of things come together to help create your personality that other people perceive as you. And then you get to thinking, well, that must be me. But I'm looking at something a little bit deeper. So. You know, your mind then starts asking, if you say, who am I? Your mind says, well, who, who, who am I? 
Well, I'm, you know, my name. And that is not who you are. That's just a label which we'll see in a moment. But basically, we're not all alone in here, right? We all have that voice inside us that, you know, talks to us. And some people call it the ego or whatever name you want to give that. But we all have that voice that kind of checks up on us and sometimes fills us with incredible doubt that we don't even try things that we we should try. And basically, I kind of liken it to living with a roommate, an inner roommate that's inside of us that uh, keeps a running tally of what we're doing and uh, what we're saying. And you should say this or shouldn't say that. Or, uh, you know, you're sitting on the on the couch and you're trying to watch TV and then this inner voice says well I'm hungry when are we gonna eat why don't we get a pizza and you say well no it's too far to drive to get a pizza and it's, it's too late for that well I'm still hungry when am I gonna eat that's you know this conversation that we constantly have with this voice inside us and some people say well is that who I am am I that voice back there but I think that voice is more just from your thoughts, not you. It's not certainly not your entity, your soul talking to you because your soul doesn't get hungry. doesn't need any pizza. <laughs> That's you that wants the pizza. Hey, and I like pizza. But anyway, uh, you know, it's this inner roommate that just won't shut up. It just won't stop talking. I mean, you, you go out and buy yourself a brand new car and you're in love with this car and you're driving for two weeks and everything's wonderful. And then suddenly you start noticing a couple squeaks or a couple of rattles or, you know, maybe it rides a little rougher than you thought it was going to. And this voice keeps just nagging you saying like, did you hear that squeak? Did you hear that? Boy, that bump was heavy. The whole dashboard shuddered when we went over that bump. Are you sure you bought the right car? I don't think you should have bought this car. You should have got something a little more comfortable. Maybe something a little more expensive. And it goes on and on and on. And now you're doubting. And to the point that many times you don't even like the car anymore. Or, um, you know, what happens with someone maybe you meet. Meet for the first time. And you go, well, you know, walk away. And so that was a nice discussion. That was a... A nice person I just met, and um, uh, I, I wouldn't mind meeting them again and uh, and having another discussion with them for whatever about it, whatever it was you were discussing, maybe a little bit further. And uh, then this little voice comes, yeah, but did you notice what they were wearing? That funky bow tie and the plaid shirt and the red sneakers. And I don't know. I don't trust people like that. And you're thinking, yeah, you've got a point there. They're not like us are they no i you know what i don't think i want to talk to them again <laughs> you don't who is this voice to tell us this crap that we shouldn't uh, consider a friendship with somebody that we enjoy talking with or continuing a relationship with a vehicle that we loved in the first place even though it has a few little issues that maybe could or could not be made better so I find this just this maniac sometimes inside of our head that won't shut up. And it it's our inner roommate, our inner psyche, or sometimes I call it the inner psycho because it, it just won't go away. And it drives us to borderline insanity sometimes that we just can't make it stop. But this 
is your life, folks. This is not the life of the inner voice. So reclaim it. Reclaim your life. And let's have a closer look now at who you really are. I'd love to do this by maybe playing a little game. If you would indulge me a little bit and go along with this and we'll see where it takes us. So someone comes up to you and asks you who you are. Hey, who are you? And you tell them, well, as normally we would do, we often give our name, right? And say, well, my name is John Smith. And they say, okay, that's great. Have you got any ID, John? Well, I do actually. Here it is right here. And you show it to them and you actually show them the letters of your name, J-O-H-N-S-M-I-T-H, John Smith. That's, that's me. That's who I am. They might even have a photo of you there. So you show them that it's spelled out that that's who you are. They say that that is who you are, a collection of letters. That's who you are. And you say, no, I, I'm sorry about that. It, it's not me. It's my name. It's the, the label that my parents gave me when I was born. Actually, I'm John Smith, the engineer. Oh, I see, yes, but isn't engineer just another label? Oh, okay, I, I see what you mean now. Yes, okay, well, my label is John Smith. I was born in 1965 in Vancouver. I lived in Burnaby with my parents until I was 19, and then I went to the University of British Columbia and got very good grades. I also played on the university hockey team while I was there, and I was uh, one of the top scorers on the team. And now I work as an engineer. That's who I am. Oh, I see. Okay, well, that's great. But isn't that just a story of what took place in your life? I asked you who you are. So now you start to realize there may be a deeper meaning to this question and you start thinking about it a little bit more and you respond okay i am this body then that is occupying this space and i'm six feet tall 95 pounds and here i am this is me and then the person asserts when you were 10 years old living with your parents in Burnaby. You weren't six feet tall and 195 pounds, were you? Weren't you still in there then? You told me you were. So which is it? Isn't that the same you in both cases now and when you were living with your parents? Now, let's take a step back from that just a little bit and when you were 10 years old, um, didn't you look into the mirror and see a 10-year-old body? Everybody did, right? They looked into the mirror and they saw their 10-year-old selves, right? So let's continue with that then. So the person asked, well, when you were 10 years old, didn't you always see yourself as 10 years old when you looked into the mirror? Or say, yes, of course I did. Wasn't that, or isn't that now, the same you that sees an adult body now? And here's another question. When you go to sleep, do you dream? And 
Who dreams? And what does it mean to dream? And then you say, well, dreaming is like a motion picture. It, it plays in my mind and I, and I just watch it. Who watches it? Says the voice. You say, oh, I do. The same you that looks into the mirror, the same you listening to this podcast. So now you must ask, who sees when we see? Who hears when we hear? Who watches the dreams? Who is it that's looking? It's certainly not that voice in your head we were talking about earlier, right? That That's not who's doing all this. But when you ask yourself all this again, you would rightly answer, well, it's me. It's me. I'm in here. I'm in here experiencing all of this all of the time. And rightly so. But now it's pretty easy to see that you are not the objects that you look at, right? There's something else going on. There's some something happening in deep inside you and you're looking out at the world at the objects out there. But you are not those objects. You are the subject looking at the objects. And this be, can be extrapolated then to say that you are not the outside world at all. You are the one looking out at the world. And eventually you'll come to realize that the outside world along with the flow of our emotions, just come and go. But you, the one that experiences all these things, remains consciously aware of whatever passes before you. So let's take uh, another step and include our thoughts then into this rationale, shall we? So who then is the mind that is forming thoughts and then manipulates them into ideas and judgments? Who is that then? If you are allowing others to influence uh, your form of your thoughts and, and, and uh, how what you think, then you are basically basically them. You are not you. If you're taking other people's ideas and judgments and, and saying, yeah, I'm adopting them, that that's me, that's my personality, that's who I am, so you are just like them. You're not you anymore. But there's this you inside of you that we're trying to get at here. And I know, you know you're probably thinking, what the heck are you talking about? But there's something inside you, and we're going we're gonna to get to that. But we just went through that exercise of who you are. So you can't be those people, right? So why are you adopting all their opinions and beliefs? Why not have your own? And that's why I talked about reclaiming your life. And I hate to tell you, but newsflash, you are not your thoughts. You are simply aware of your thoughts. So this starts to become a really serious question then. Who am I? Who is having all these physical, emotional, and mental experiences? Eventually, you will get to the point within yourself where you realize that you, the experiencer, has a certain quality. 
And this is what we're trying to discover. Get deep and deep and deep. Who is that? It's not our physical bodies. It's not just our emotions. It's not just our thoughts that's experiencing all this. There's something in behind. And it's, it's not that voice in our head, which is our thoughts, right? So many times that's why people start to practice some kind of form of meditation, whatever that is, because they want to quieten those thoughts, quieten their mind and get in touch with whatever is behind that. And that quality that we're looking at then is awareness consciousness, an intuitive sense of existence, that we all have this as human beings. We have this intuitive sense that we exist. We're not 100% sure how we got here. We're not 100% sure where we're going. We're not 100% sure why we're here. We're all trying to discover this. This is part of being here on Earth. As souls developing and wanting to experience everything we need to experience in order to try to figure some of this stuff out. So if you can get, start getting close to figuring some of this out, you're doing wonderful. And you don't have to work at a hundred jobs or become a millionaire or it doesn't matter if you're poor or rich or um, where you come from, uh, what race or creed or religion. It does not matter one iota. Your soul is here just, just to be, just, just to be. And that thing that's listening in behind, that's all it's doing. It's just being, watching everything. All your uh, emotions and physical senses that we take in through our five senses that are just flooding our minds with information are all processed. And then gone from there. So, now then, who are you? With all this we've talked about, now you could actually say, I am the one who sees. From back in here somewhere, I don't know, back behind my head or maybe the, you know, the energy of my soul is surrounding me. I'm not sure, but I, I'm back in here somewhere and I look out and I am aware of the events, thoughts and emotions that pass before me. So that's that awareness. Now you're at the center of your consciousness. And consciousness means being aware that there is an intuitive awareness that makes you conscious of that. And all the other mammals and animals in the world don't have that. We as human beings are unique in that. And that is such a, such a blessing. But when we can't figure anything out, it becomes a curse. But we don't have to figure it out. We just have to be here and enjoy our existence and do the best we can and help others as well to become aware of that. So now that you're at the center of your consciousness, you're behind everything just watching. That's what you're doing. You're just watching everything and experiencing everything from your thoughts, emotions, and everything physical that passes before you. So you are now aware that you are aware. And this is sometimes referred to as a spiritual awakening. Did you just have a spiritual awakening listening to this podcast?
I know it's hard to understand. I get it. Listen to this a few times if you need to, to, to think about this a little bit more. It's a, it's, it's a huge question. Who am I? But you are now aware of yourself. The real you. Not the made up you that we give ourselves labels on. The Buddhists call this the self. The Hindus call it the Atman. And Christians call it the soul. But again, those are just labels that we assign to that. Nothing in this universe actually is called anything. It's just things that we, with labels and names, we give it so we can recognize it the next time. And again, this is just a label, right? So now that you are aware of the real you, who you really are, who is in there, now the great mystery begins. This is just the start of it. So thank you so much for joining me today. I hope this served you. I hope you got something out of this. I hope I challenged your, your thought patterns and, and your curiosity into discovering who you really are. That's why I'm here. That's why I'm doing these podcasts to help you discover who you really are. And once again, thank you so much for listening. Take care. And I hope to see you again very, very soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. As always, keep what feels good and dump what doesn't. And remember, live without judgment, give without expectation, and love for no reason. Follow those three simple expressions and you'll be well on your way to an inspirational, intentional, and successful life. Until next time, you're the one.